Hello, my name is Maddie. And I'm Hannah. We are Reading Partners in Crime. We investigate a real-life case using advice from murder mystery authors. We review a book, find the sleuthing tips, and hopefully solve the case. Welcome to the Unsolved Case of the Missing Salmon. Six months of Italian. Yes, yeah, it's, it's poor. It's poor, isn't it? <laughs> I tried to remember the welcome to the unsolved case of the missing salmon earlier. Nothing. Okay, here we go. This is a friend in Italian. Amica. Amica. Yeah, okay. Amico. Amico is masculine. Masculine. So amica. You're mia, mia amica. Or ma, ma amica. Ciao, amica. Ciao. That's just ciao, friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Not that normally you don't say hi, friend. Okay, ciao, Mads. <laughs> ciao, Han. I, I feel I did ciao more like I was leaving. Yeah, you did. I can home. It's like that bit of miscongeniality where she's like, aloha for hello and goodbye. Oh, yeah. What a film. Yeah. So I should more be like, hold on. Ciao, Maddie. Ciao, Han. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> nice, um, nice, nice. So why are we speaking Italian? Well, we are speaking <laughs> Italian because today we are in Italy. In terms of reading. In terms of reading. Yeah, yeah. And we are going to be discussing Quo Vadis Baby by Grazia Ferrasani. Lovely pronunciation. But before we do that, it's time for Mystery Business. Should have done that in Italian, really, shouldn't we? Misterio Business Owner. No, I'll find out. Bene, bene. So it's time for... Bene. Wait a second. Affari Misteriosi. Oh, lovely. Affari Misteriosi. It's time for... Affari Affari wow, your pronunciation. I mean, again, six months, six months of, of classes. I've got to have got something out of that, haven't I? Yeah. Pronunciation is key. Okay. Wow. Um, <laughs> I'm so shook, I'm shook so it. amazed that I've forgotten what we're doing. <laughs> We've got mystery business. We have got mystery business. So today's mystery business, the link to the book is in the book. There is a no messing, straight talking private investigator she is and we're going to be talking about her in more detail so i thought i would bring a story of another straight talking no messing woman a bit closer to home in harringay can i just check has this has this emerged due to your personal love and addiction to harringay online yes it has (laughs) So, Harringay Online, as the name suggests, it's just a local forum where people talk about lost cats. A lot of dog poo. A lot of dog poo. <laughs> and where can they get a trustworthy plumber. But, occasionally, it delivers some real gold, <laughs> such as this one. So, I came across this post, which was titled, Beware of this woman. <laughs> I'm a white-haired old lady with a shopping trolley. Perfect prey. <laughs> Today, a tallish, attractive woman 
in expensive looking clothes and white trainers plonked down next to me on the W7 bus. Very close. <laughs> Although there were empty seats across the aisle. I had to move my trolley to make space for her. She wore a loose, light grey knitted shawl or cardigan and a blue surgical mask and had long, slim fingers <laughs> and a top knot or bun, I think. I was concerned at her constant fidgeting and invasion of my space and was not surprised to find that she had her hand inside my handbag, which was on my lap and had been closed. I saw the flap rising up just in time. Now, this is where the story really comes into its own. <laughs> I said to her, you are a thief. Get out. <laughs> you are putting your hand in my handbag. She denied it, but got off at the next stop. Of course she did. I mean, everything about that story I love. Fantastic. I'm going to call her Gertrude. That's who I'm assuming. I don't know why. What's her name? <laughs> uh, her name's know? actually Valerie. Valerie. Oh, a great, a great uh, old lady name as well. Yeah. Um, everything about this is fantastic. What are your favourite features? I've got several. <laughs> I like how she sets it up, the context. <laughs> I love the sort of flourishes, <laughs> such as perfect prey. <laughs> Use of the word plonked. Lovely, yeah. Brilliant. And, of course... Just the building to the genius line of, or lines of, you, you are, are a thief. thief, get out. Amazing. I would have loved to have been on that bus, watching that play out. Also, I think that is so bold of that woman, to sit down and just put her hand in the person next to them's handbag, which is on their lap. I mean, where do you, how do you think that's going to go? Not just her hand, her hand with long, long slim, slim fingers. Long, slim fingers, yeah. Wow. She also, um, I really love that she focuses on, uh, she's an attractive woman. <laughs> I feel like it would make a really good, um, like, short film. <laughs> oh, it's just brilliant. I just, when I saw that, I was just like, this is, there's so much to love about the story. And the fact that she's told it yes. as, as a story, rather than just saying... Beware of this woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. She's really, really built it. Like, what's going to happen? The yeah. tension. <laughs> An excellent Amazing. storyteller. Yeah, yeah. Um, really worth following Harringay online for tidbits like that. <laughs> was that, how long ago was this? Uh, September the 25th. <laughs> I sort of meant generally, roughly, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was actually a follow-up. There was a follow-up <gasps> thread. That she reported it, nothing happened. Oh, that's lame. Um, I'm surprised that she, after having said, you are a thief, get out, there wasn't more, you know, involvement from other passengers, the driver, that she, this woman just got off at the next stop. Justice, yeah. where's the justice? Well, I think Valerie would agree with you. Yeah. Where is the justice? Is there any justice in the world? According to Lamar, no. No. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That tune. Yeah. If there's any justice in the world. But he isn't he just talking about like if they were to get getting yeah, together yeah, yeah. someone. Rather what than actual to justice for the, justice the for attempted attempted thievery. Theft. Justice for Val. Uh while we're on the topic of justice, do you if you don't have any more 
a very misterial, <laughs> this thinking about justice might be a excellent segue. Well done. Yes. To the to today's book, Corvadis, baby. Did you know what that meant? Yeah, I actually did know that one. So where are you going? Yeah. Or, or, or where 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 do you go? Where are you going? Yeah, hilariously, I actually read the whole thing, mm-hmm. then right <laughs> after finishing the book, then looked, then up looked up what the title meant. So <laughs> it's vaguely relevant. Yeah. So anyway, this is what we've been reading. That's what we've been reading. Cover cover's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Where covers, is this? It's a Bologna. Right. So it's set in Bologna, and that picture is actually of Bologna. Never been. I've never been. But Do you know I have been Belluno. That is featured heavily. Oh. Mm. Is it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mentioned many times. From where have you been? Belluno. Belluno. And where's that then? In the north. It's when I finished the Dolomites. Or started. But are, we not, are we sure we're not talking about the same place? Yeah, Bologna is different from Belluno. Okay, yeah, I mean, it sounds different, but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, anyway, anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, we should also give some context because we didn't just pick this at random. No. So today is the first of the birthday books. The BBs. The BBs, if you will. I will. So what we've decided to do is, because it's a birthday here at Tocotmus <laughs> HQ... <laughs> Or, in fact, your birthday will have passed when this comes out. Yeah, but we're recording it two days prior to the yeah. big day. To the big day, which is Mads' birthday on the 11th of November. We decided that the person who... Come on, how do you explain <laughs> it? So, so if it's not your birthday, you choose a mystery book for the person whose birthday it is, and you buy them that book. As a sort of present. Gift and surprise. Gift and surprise. And because, as you'll remember, we're going around the world this season. Mystery country, therefore. Mystery country, yeah. There was a bit of backstory to this one, if you'll remember, from the selection phase. Because you chose it. I chose it for... I was like, yeah, cool, I'll go away and pick some different countries. And then I picked this for Italy and you were like, you can't have that. (laughs) (laughs) But, great minds. Great minds. So, yeah, I did choose this one. Shall I give a summary? Yes. Yeah, that was weird. Yes. Yeah, si. 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 I'll now deliver it in Italian. No, that would be amazing, though. That Can you imagine if I just suddenly did it in Italian? Especially if you only learned the blurb in Italian and you didn't know how to say anything else. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll, I'll sort of do a bit from the blurb, blurb, the blurb, the blurb, and a bit of my own okay. stuff. At first glance, private detective Giorgia Cantini is not a pretty sight as she sits at a bar, drowning her fourth cocktail of the night, feeling moody and obnoxious. Brutally honest, she smokes too much, exercises too little, eats on the run, and, the cardinal sin for Italian women, is a messy housekeeper. Yet despite all that, people trust her and are attracted to her as a confidant. Her stream of unhappy clients comes from the conventional middle class and upper middle class confines. <laughs> of... A shift, a shift in vibe there. <laughs> yeah, of <laughs> Bolognese. 
from um, no, Spaghetti Bolognese. No, no. How, how do you say it then? Bolognese. Bolognese. <laughs> Families. While the Cantini Detective Agency mostly investigates tangle affairs of unhappily married couples, the book exposes what's going on in the culture. So I still wish I hadn't read this because it's not actually... Okay, so it's private detective Georgia Cantini and the story is about her clients but it's more about her trying to investigate what happened to her sister Ada who took her own life many years before this story starts. Uh, So it was published first published in Italian in 2004 but it actually wasn't translated into, until 2017. Okay, so why did you choose this book? I forget. It just sounded cool. I thought it sounded really cool. Great. Sounded cool. Um, I mean, this is a great description. This this description may have been what drew me in, actually. Mm, I can see that. Italian neorealism meets feminist noir. <gasps> yes. Yes. See. <laughs> Count me in. Yeah. Okay, and... That's up my fear. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't mean road, doesn't it? Yeah, Yeah. okay. (laughs) Or straight, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's That's amazing. That's exactly what I thought, Matt. If we had, if we had, um, like a slogan for every episode. (laughs) That's... What did you think? I thought it was excellent. Done. <laughs> Done. <laughs> no, it, okay, so it's definitely not a conventional mystery. No, it's not. And it's I wouldn't even say it's a conventional thriller. No. Either. There is some investigation that takes place, but really it is a focus on... Uh, Georgia and how she is navigating her own grief at the loss of her sister and her own work that she does as a private investigator sort of links has links to what's going on Mm -hmm. in her own family and yeah she's just she's just sort of a fascinating person in that she has clearly had to deal with the trauma not only of her sister's suicide but also of her mother mm-hmm. as well and she she sort of has she comes to sort of the linchpin for everyone else and she doesn't really have anyone mm. to open up to yeah or support her and it reminded me a little bit of Lindsay Gordon. Okay, yeah. In a way. Val McDermott. By Val McDermott. They're not, ex- they're not exactly the same. Mm, I can see what you mean. But I think about sort of like strong feminist women who are trying to make their way in professions that are male-dominated. Yeah. But also in societies that are 
sexist and patriarchal. Yeah. Some might say, still now. Agree. Discuss. <laughs> um, but I just, yeah, I found I just became really immersed. Yeah, I can so see that. In her life. And I thought all of the description around the actual city of Bologna, I could imagine it, these bars that she's mm. in, these cafes, all of the different people that she meets. She has various affairs with with lots of, of different men. And I thought the actual solving, in inverted commas, of her sister's suicide was maybe a bit neat. Yes. In a way that didn't fit with the overall feel of the novel. I would agree. She's quite gritty, gritty yeah. and complicated. Yeah. And there's, in all other aspects of her life, there are no, there are just all these loose ends. Mm. It feels a bit too clean. Yeah. 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 But the other thing I did, I also liked, and I like this generally yeah. in books is that there was a focus on friendships and platonic relationships and Mm. actually they were more important in the book than romantic or sexual relationships Mm -hmm. and I like that yeah I've seen that and also they were more they had in many ways they had more significance to her than her relationship with her family as well, mm-hmm. which was sad, but I think it, it realistic in giving a, you know, like a different perspective. It's not always mm, just about having a romantic or sexual partner. Yeah, or, or like having this really to- like tight-knit, close family, which is also often represented mm. in books and film. Um, yeah, completely agree. Yeah. Try. Yeah, what did you sure. think? Um, I agree. I very much um, enjoyed it. I agree it wasn't a classic mystery. I think if you were reading this hoping you were going to get like a locked room mystery, you're going to be disappointed. But I feel like it was very, I think quite beautifully written in its sort of quite sparseness. Mm. And yeah, something very, very real um, and immersive about it. And I think she, the way that she is written is very she's a very flawed character but in a way that makes you really like her she has a lot of gin bitters she does a lot of gin bitters if you try to drink oh my god all the drinks (laughs) that she has deeply impressive in this book whoa good luck good luck yeah Yeah, good luck Um, and i just love the the, like she feels like (laughs) she felt this is a real test a real indication of like how how I view different people. But um, she is a true night owl, but I am not. Oh, she is a I night massively. owl. I, do, I, do cannot, I cannot get my head around people who are night owls. I'm, I woke up at 6.30 in the morning, I'm buzzed, I'm ready to go. But I'm asleep by 10. It, it's quarter past nine, I'm worried about it right now. Man. See, I'm a night owl. Yes. So I was... Yeah. Very, you were like, very, yeah, this is her, this is me. Yeah, she's, she's out late. Whereas I was like, whoa, she's out so late. How does she live her life? <laughs> Um, but yeah, my, very much enjoyed. There were also, despite it being largely quite a serious read, there were a few little moments that tickled me. Yeah, some of some of it is, I I did I did have. A I had I had one or two like out loud like ha, laughs. Yeah. 
I really enjoyed this. <laughs> this is interaction where she goes into a pet shop. <laughs> this is great. Basically, the guy that she ends up um, sleeping with, who turns out to be this link between herself and her sister, she finds out where he lives, and she's like, well, I'm going to go find out, find out about this guy. As a private investigator, she uses a tactic. She goes into a pet shop. She finds out he's got a cat. Pet shop opposite the road. She's like, he probably goes in there to buy food for the cat. I'll strike up a conversation with the person who works there and to find out essentially more about him through his cat. Um, and she sort of does do that. But, but then ha- having got some information out of this woman who's working there, who is a bit like, yeah, I can give you some cat food and some info about this guy. She's then like, I'm going to level with you. I am a private investigator. Keep the food. Yeah. <laughs> and the money. And the money. <laughs> Which I, I really like. There's also a bit as, as well where she kicks this man out of her car <laughs> yeah. in the dark yeah. because he's he's really drunk. Yeah. And she at this point she thinks maybe this man has got some information yeah. on her sister. Uh, it turns out <laughs> that he doesn't and yeah. she just beats him out. Yeah. Done with you. <laughs> Great. There's also, uh, I would say you are, it is very descriptive about the place, as you said. So you sort of get a bit lost in this Italian vibe and then they just throw in they put some cold play on yeah 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 <laughs> weird yeah. yeah the reference there's a lot of references to music yeah in here yeah and can you at one point a reference to new radicals <laughs> yeah. underrated band i feel what a tune uh, you get what you give yeah right back. yeah yeah it really <laughs> yeah. reminds me of cornwall because we listened to that album just <laughs> continuously on a, a family holiday in in cornwall uh, yes, there's a lot about the music. A lot. There's yeah. music is quite important to her. So at one point she talks about learning the drums, but then mm. she admits she just likes <laughs> making noise yeah, and sort of yeah. taking her age out on it. And there are also a lot of references to film. And yes. I retrospectively thought, ah, I should have picked. Last Tango in Paris, the TV tattle. Oh, yeah. But never mind. For some yeah. reason, I thought this was going to be in Sicily. So uh, quite a lot of it, I was like, I wonder when they're going to go to Sicily. <laughs> wonder when that road trip to Sicily is going to come. It didn't seem to happen, so I was like... Oh, Apologies, oh, listeners, but, yeah. you know, nonetheless, still Italian. Um, there was there was not as much um, food-related chat as I'd hoped. I thought there'd be more food, food She stuff. doesn't really eat she much, really eat. I was like, what? No, how is she she's living? She's just drinking. She's just, yeah drinking and that, smoking that, that you know vodka vodka diet lifestyle <laughs> yeah i have to say there was a moment where i had to reread because like what what is happening now so it this whole the whole novel it feels so realistic i'd say part of that is yes the description of the city it's also the dialogue yeah the conversations just feel some of them are very very mundane mm. ordinary yeah but then towards the end it just switches and it's like you're you're suddenly in a thriller movie when she gets tied to the chair <laughs> yeah but so, i i don't know if i can find it no it, it's su- it's such a flip it goes from like just kind of having a kind of j- j- general chat to yeah she's been tied up and she's ha- negotiating with a murderer. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go, here we go. I found it. Right. She tossed her head back, looking at the ceiling. So she just finished this, this yeah. phone conversation. Then she rose from the armchair. I followed her to the door, watched her walk down the stairs. This is the client. Yeah. 
And when I returned to my office, Latisse was already there. <laughs> Latisse has been waiting for Spasimo to leave. He throws me hard against the wall of the hallway and then ties me with a hiking rope to the leather armchair where others usually sit. Yep. Also, t- tying someone to a leather armchair, that's got to be a big rope. Well, it's a hi- it is a hiking rope. That's yeah, what that. it is. Yeah. But she... Oh, man. How she acts in that situation. Such quick thinking. I... I did find it quite difficult to keep up with the, cl- the clients. Okay, yeah. Because I was a bit is... like, oh, there's another man here. <laughs> also maybe thinks someone's cheating on him or isn't who they say they are or, like, whatever. It's a lot of, like, relationship drama. There's a lot of relationship drama and there are so many men in it. And all of them hit on her. Whose names begin with A oh, as well. Yeah, which is a, bit, a big part of the mystery. Alessandro. Oh, I, and all yeah, the others. Yeah. They do become a little interchangeable. And I found there was a little phase in the middle, or maybe not middle, but like first third, where I was a bit like, okay, this needs to this, this needs to get moving. Yeah. Because I'm just, yeah. I'm just tra- trawling through these men. Yeah, and I suppose I suppose it was building that idea of the men in this book. They generally come across as fairly terrible. There are some exceptions, but the married men, oh, in particular, in particular, um, are presented as being sort of jealous, obsessed. Yeah. Although I would say creepy. I would say though there wasn't any the thing that it wasn't lacking, I feel, was like a female friendship. Yeah. She's obviously there's a lot about her relationship. No, so her friendship with the uh, teenager. Oh yeah, that's true, yeah. Almost becomes like a it's more older like sisterly, isn't older it? Older sister yeah. mentor. And I sort of wondered about oh, the lack of female friendship was perhaps because she felt that that obviously her connection with this, her sister Ada mm. provided that. And yeah, she yeah. just couldn't. Yeah, and I do think reconnect. she she does re- represent grief really well, and I think she also represents the the tumultuousness of relationships between sisters really well Mm. the complexity it's not black and white it's not pure like simple love all Mm. the time there's like darkness lightness and that and also having the layer of like grief and loss on top of that i think she handles that really really well Mm. uh what did you think about the use of the letters because this is at the beginning she gets a shoebox of ada's letters which Mm -hmm sort of draws her into reflecting on what um, happened to her sister what did I think about them I think they're a relatively useful device but I think it also meant that um, her sister is it Angela is that her name? Ada Ada I, I found that her voice wasn't that likeable yeah which I think is a, a good thing because it created like more complexity but it meant that I in some ways it meant that I liked her as a character less than if I'd heard about her through the narrator. Yeah. And I wonder if that was intentional and this idea of, I suppose, when when someone dies about how you remember mm. someone. Yeah. And that... What do they leave behind? What do they leave behind? Yeah. And that tendency to, perhaps after someone's died, they kind of 
become a very different version mm. or a better version. Yeah, and she's very upset about like she's very upset that her sister had never wrote to her. Yeah, and that that like stamp that that physical evidence is never left for her yeah. to have that connection with her, which would be really really hard. I did you crack that he was the teacher was a. Yeah, Same. I didn't. I, I as soon as he sort of started to be around, yeah, and I when thought, he was like, oh yeah, like there was a he mentioned some sort of oh what, realizing he's an acting teacher, and you're like, wow, yeah, I see where this is going. Yeah, and I suppose that maybe there was a, that the point about that was that Georgia didn't actually see that. Mm. Yeah, and actually, in all of her other cases, she was very Looking astute. For she yeah. could immediately uh, work out what was going on, but she yeah. sort of wasn't able to do it for her herself. Yeah. Why didn't she just get her dodgy eye sorted out? So she basically has <laughs> conjunctivitis for the majority of the book. I didn't know if that was like a metaphor <laughs> of her not dealing with issues, <laughs> and that, the, that her red eye was a symptom Poor optical health of her mm. sort of not wanting to I engage with things. Her being blind to some things. Oh, maybe. <laughs> oh, incidentally, I should have brought this up at um, a fairy, a fairy misterizio. But <laughs> I thought you were doing an Irish accent. <laughs> fairy misterizio. Today, how spooky is this? I received an email saying. Don't say cheese, say formaggio. <gasps> and it's Italian Cheese Week. Oh, of course it is. What, just like in the world? What are we talking? Where? <laughs> no, I think it's at this one restaurant in oh, uh, nearby. Better check it out. Um, Fun fact, yesterday was um, World Cook Something Pungent Day. Oh, no, no, no. I think it is genuinely a thing because <gasps> it's got links to Italian Cheese Week in Glasgow <laughs> as well. They're always doing it. And the Italian trade agency were there. There we go. We've missed a trick. We've missed a trick. It's a thing. Italian formaggio. (laughs) Say formaggio. Me? Formaggio. Formaggio. Anyway, we really, really digress. But the other thing that I wanted to say is did you read the introduction? No. So there are actually five novels that feature Giorgio Cantini Mm. and sound like very popular in Italy. And the rest of Europe. And there was a film version of the novel. I did see that. But the reason I didn't choose it for TV, TV Tattle, only available DVD. Oh, what? Yeah. Who's I'd... got a DVD player these days? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I thought this was quite an observa- good, interesting observation. Interesting and true in the introduction. That she is a loner, like so many fictional detectives. But unlike most of her counterparts, she is enmeshed in a web of personal relationships mm, would agree that is true she does she does befriend all sorts of unlikely people yeah people do seem to trust her she sort of has this thing about her that mean people feel safe with her or something which i like the thing is though is it makes me think oh god wouldn't it be great if i had my own detective agency because i you know love to think that about myself but actually she mostly stays up really late and drinks and sleeps in and that's not that's not for me and also you would mainly be investigating affairs Affairs. that's that would be your bread and butter yeah investigating affairs and not uh and being a night owl not for me or unless you were like um cordelia in 
skull beneath the skin beneath the skin cats lost cats (laughs) (laughs) there are quite a lot of cats in this aren't there because there's her I think it's her aunt or someone has three lazy three, cats. Three, yeah. And lovely. they are explicitly called lazy. Yeah, which I appreciate always. Any a lazy animal, love it. It very much makes me think of an Italian cat that I've heard tell of. This cat lives actually near, lived near Bologna, not too far from uh, Bologna. And the cat would have its own place at the table... And they would give it tortellini. <gasps> no. But this cat would only eat the tortellini <laughs> if it was opened up for then. What? So cut down, ready to what? eat. And, and served with gratings of parmesan. <laughs> Otherwise what? It would walk away. It it's not it. for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's no <laughs> I mean, it's, it's completely ridiculous that they did this for the cat, but... How long did they do it for? Also, how would you find that out? Like, this cat won't eat. I can't figure out why this cat won't eat. Like, what can we try? Well, I don't know how they found out, but it was a thing. Because when Martin went to visit, he sat down on the table and like, no, not, no, not no, there. move. That's the, that's where the cat Sorry, that's Felix's spot. Sorry, let's, yeah, come, sorry, on, sorry. come on, come on. Come on, come um, on. We've got, got tiramisu. And we've got to do TV tattle. And we've got to do sparklers, so. Do you know what tiramisu means in Italian? I've told you this before. Uh, does it mean pick me up? Yeah, isn't that yes. such a great fact? Pick me up. Yeah. Pick me up. It sure is. Okay. I do think that other countries, their names for food and drink, <laughs> and actually I just think everything, are everything much, much better. Sticky toffee puddings, terrible. Yeah. What is it? It's sticky, it's made of toffee, <laughs> it's a pudding. <laughs> and, then, and then other people are like, oh, creme brulee! <laughs> You know, in um, Italian, those little, I, c- I could never pronounce it, but you know they're the lobs, they're the little pastries that look like lobster tails. And that's you don't what mean they're No, you don't mean No, 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 hold on. Um, they're called that, that. Oh, sfogliatelli. Sfogliatelli. But, I mean, that sounds amazing, but then you find out it's like, <laughs> Lobster tail. And we're like, lobster tail. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, those pastries that look a bit like... Well, we wouldn't even say lobster, would we? We'd say like... Crab tail. (laughs) No, I don't think we'd even say that. I think we'd just say pastry triangle. (laughs) Flaky pastry triangle. It's like that video. Buttery, flaky, crust. (laughs) Yeah. Jack, flaky. That's a, that is a I'm saying yeah, I have no idea. Why did you about. not say? No, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know because I don't want to seem like I, I'm, you know, I don't know cultural references. It's, I don't know if it's a cultural reference, but it was definitely a, re- a reference in my life because there was a time when we would say it in the office so much that there might be like a moment of quiet and then someone would just shout across the office, flaky! Because it's a big feature in this video. It's basically this old couple in the US who are on an advert for this pastry, buttery flaky pastry or something, and um, he, the man keeps getting the take wrong, so he's supposed to say, baked in a buttery crispy crust, and he just keeps saying, baked in a buttery flaky crust, or <laughs> whatever. And What, deliberately? It, no, accidentally, and they keep his, his oh. outtakes, and his wife gets so annoyed with him. And then um, 
you can see her being like, come on, <laughs> flaky, Jeff, flaky. And then uh, then they swap over, so she has to say it. And she goes, baked in a buttery, crispy flake. And she's like, oh, oh. <laughs> I'll play it for you after. Okay, okay. And do you want to sc- score? Yeah, probably should. Well, you can probably do your score in Italian <gasps> as you speak Italian. Oh, no. Um, well, I, I'm not, I'm, I won't know. I mean, I can guess. I can't remember what their numbers are. Okay, well, I can actually know. I know it. I know it. You know it. Okay, yeah. okay. So we didn't do after one three. Yeah. I can't remember what that is in. No, what? How do you say one two three? Yeah, I can't remember. You can't remember one two three. <laughs> after six months of Italiana. I know. Okay, well, hold on, hold on. Is it must be uno, or is that una? Una. Una. It's una. No, I'm Italian for oh, God. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> My pronunciation's good. <laughs> Okay, Italian for one, two, three. Uno. Okay. Una, Uno, due, tre. Okay. Uno, due. Uno, due, tre. Okay, ready? Okay. Uno, due, due tre. Otto. Uh, otto. Okay. Otto, alto. That means eight as well. Oh! Okay, how do you say 16 then? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> otto, alto. 16 is... Sedici. Sedici. So that's very good. Bueno. Bueno. Bene, bene. Okay, so shall I write it on the phone? Yeah. Molto bene. Molto bene. So what's this one called? Covati. Have you seen Last Tango in Paris? Nope. No, neither have I. That's that's where the line comes from and it yeah. plays a role. I bet you were happy that it featured. <gasps> yes! I do love it whenever the title features in the book one liner uh molto bene <laughs> molto oh milton immediately <sighs> autocorrect molto bene we can't then we can't, can't be like molto bene book <laughs> <laughs> libro i think that means uh, i think no okay okay come on come on molto bene experience <laughs> experience um, no <laughs> Can we just put Molto bene? It's our party, yeah? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really say much about. We'll remember it. No, we'll remember it. Okay. Because I selected series two of the White Lotus. It's based in Sicily, which is in Italy, so that is a link to the book. Yeah, yeah, for but sure. But for some reason, <laughs> I thought that uh, Covada's baby was set in Sicily. This is clearly not the case. But what can I say? I, I made a mistake, and we're talking about season. You hold two. up your hand. Yeah, yeah, and we're talking about season two of the White Lotus. Fantastic. But there is maybe. A connection to the book so all is not lost yes. other than the fact that it's italian yes because i would say in crovada's baby the okay well maybe not <laughs> they're definitely strong independent women who know their own mind in crovada's yeah. baby and there is also strong independent italian women 
who know their own minds. minds in season two of The White Lotus. Okay, right. So, firstly, cannot get enough of that soundtrack. Yeah, you love <laughs> I think it's amazing. And then they're like, do, do, do. No, but it's different. It's yeah, different I know. Season two. Yeah, but they, they don't sort of break it down into a kind of an oomph version. A song that doesn't go out anymore. That's as exciting as it gets. They make they make it sort of classical though, a bit more classical, don't they? No, that's season one. Season two is the one that has like the breakdown with like disco lights. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really get why everyone's so excited about the theme tune. Okay, fine. Let's move on. Okay, right. Um, <laughs> when did you finish? You watched it recently, right? Okay, so I, I actually started watching this on the plane. On a plane. I started watching it on the plane. <laughs> okay. And I would say, actually, White Lotus is quite a stressful yes, watch, Yes, completely agree, completely agree. People who binge watch it don't know how they do it. Well... It's a really space the episodes out, personally. I found myself binge watching it on, <laughs> on Long Fly. Season two. Season two. <gasps> but what happened was that the flight there wasn't long enough to get through the whole series. <laughs> on the flight home, it was a night flight. I was sleeping. So... I then just paused and I didn't have whatever the TV thing now TV was. Now TV that was on. Chaos. I've had a free trial. I wasn't <laughs> going to pay for it. So what I did is I just waited months and months and months <laughs> until I went to go and catch it at my brother's house and they've got Now TV <laughs> and then I watched the last two episodes. So patient. <laughs> also for something that's quite high octane as well yeah but I think I was like oh yeah I want closure eventually but most of the the, the people in this are absolutely awful and I don't I mean, really obviously, care what's obviously them, terrible so. yeah I, don't, I do think though season 2 is better than season 1 agreed 100p much stronger I do very much like the receptionist in season two of The White Lotus. She is fantastic. She's so... What's her name? Uh, isn't it Valentina? Yes. Yeah, she's so like... Um, she starts out as this very like cold ice queen who all she cares about is like getting the job perfect. Everyone's like, this woman needs to relax. And then she has this lovely sexy night with this very beautiful girl. And then she's like... That's a bit, it's a bit sad though. Yeah, it's quite sad. Because she, she sort of yeah. thinks it's going it to develop thing, into something. Which, which it's not. But I, I, I feel like she has such a, a great arc. She does feed kittens on her lunch she break She does, as well. yeah. And you get to see a little insight into her. her and she also heart. really doesn't care about the person who, who dies. Absolutely not. <laughs> the reason I'm laughing is because it's the most ridiculous death ever. <laughs> There's been a lot of, um, I mean, it, it's been meme, meme city. Has it? I haven't seen yeah. any of the memes. Fodder for memes, for sure. The yeah. whole, the gays are going to kill me, that became a big moment. I really... Everyone was, everyone was tweeting about that. I mean, I do love the two uh, young Italian women in it. They are great. I think they're the best thing in it. Because they, they just... They're literally like, oh, we're living our best lives. They try and... They do, they truly do. And the, the, they get the, all of the money. They get all the money. They're still friends. Yeah, all the power. Off they go. Off they go, have a great time. Also, those men in that family, all terrible. Awful. Awful. In different ways. The granddad, sexist. The dad, even more sexist and misogynistic and gross. 
the son thinks he's a saviour. But is is also but is like just petty problematic. Yeah, it's perpetuating. Terrible, all of them terrible. Yeah. Um, I know we'll we'll bounce all over the place. We assume people have watched it. Check it out if you haven't, because it's top quality. The um the assistant of the woman who dies. Oh. She was also a heavy. I mean, memes feasted upon the co- the content that she provided. Really? Yeah. In what way though? Because Mostly I thought she was so boring. How what, how extremely dry she was. <laughs> yeah. They were like this woman. It was mostly about like her terrible outfits, <laughs> and also her Gen Z attitude to work. Gen Z attitude to work. I'd say I'd say quite a lot of it is like how not to have a marriage. Yeah. <laughs> it's more of a like how not to guide. Massively, yeah. The whole the whole plot around um, them trying to kill off what's her name is so sinister. Tanya. Yeah. Well, yeah, but also she's just... I mean, she's also terrible. (laughs) I have to say, the character who um, I just really grated on my nerves was Jack, who's the young guy who's all, like, cheeky chappy. Oh, yeah, and actually not the the nephew, but pretends he's the nephew. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's... He just he it felt like it was really overdone. It's all right, oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> he just felt like too. It was too much. <laughs> so no one actually talks like that. Yeah. And he's got really really rubbish pants. Really bad yeah. tasted pants. I'm just on like the cast the yeah. cast list. So with the photos, but quite a lot of them characters don't have surnames. Haven't been given surnames. Okay, is that Bobby? Well, justice for Valentina <laughs> is what you're saying. Um, no, it, yeah, she doesn't get a surname. No, but it's random who gets surnames. It's an odd hill to, hill to die on, but sure. <laughs> no, <laughs> sure. no, I'm just saying. It's I. I think if I was like an actor, yeah, sure. I might be a bit miffed if I was a character who didn't have a surname. But it's all yeah, fine sure. because Lucia Greco. Yeah, surname. Surname. Right. It's all it's all it's all great. It's all gravy. Um okay, we've we've got tiramisu to eat. Yes. Sparkless to light. <laughs> to, to light. So should we wrap this up? Let's wrap this ship up. Yeah. Anything on the case. But you're asking me, it's your case. Um maybe what I need to do is take a leaf out of uh uh Georgia's book and go to <laughs> a fish shop. <laughs> And pretend I'm buying a fish and then get information about something. I mean, what we really should have talked about at some point is whether there was anything that you learned from being at my wedding where there was fish. Oh, we should talk about that next episode. Let's talk about that next episode. Okay. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Okay. I like um... Next time, we will be reading Blanche on the Lamb.
by Barbara Neely and we will be joined by a very special guest. Tune in to find out who that special guest is. We'll also be talking about Widows, the film. With Viola Davies. What woman? What woman? You can purchase your copy of Blanche on the Lamb from your local independent bookshop, such as All Good Bookshop. There's a link in the episode notes. If you want to get in touch, please do. You can email us, missingsalmoncase at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram at missingsalmoncase. If you've listened today and you've enjoyed, why not give us a five-star review? We will be very grateful. Grazie. This <laughs> podcast is created, produced and edited <laughs> by Night and Maddie Berry. Our music is sourced from Melody Loops and <laughs> edited by Jeff Harvey. It's, it's composed by Jeff Harvey. Oh yeah. Grazie. Keep, Keep sleuthing. sleuthing.